0: This episode is sponsored by Just Carbon. Just Carbon simplifies offsetting carbon emissions and supports high quality carbon removal projects to combat climate change. To find out more, visit www.justcarbon.com.
1: Welcome to the latest First Voice podcast brought to you by First Voice Magazine, the official flagship magazine of the Federation of Small Businesses, and the go to podcast for news, tips, and important information for small businesses and the self employed. This episode, we will be exploring why an increasing number of small businesses are looking to measure and offset their carbon emissions, including how you can begin to do so for your small business. And this episode is produced in partnership with Just Carbon a blockchain-based carbon marketplace that simplifies offsetting carbon emissions through the purchase of carbon tokens called Just Carbon Removal Tokens, while supporting high-quality carbon sequestration projects. Now, we know that sustainability and environmental issues are rising rapidly up the corporate agenda, but they are also becoming increasingly important for small businesses. So in this episode, we will look at the reasons for that, the benefits for small businesses of being carbon conscious, and we'll demystify the process of carbon offsetting so you can begin offsetting your own carbon footprint if you wish to do so. Uh, To help me discuss this topic, I'm pleased to say I'm joined by two guests – John Auckland is the founder of global crowdfunding agency Tribe First and an experienced entrepreneur. And Adrian Rimmer is a climate market veteran and formerly the CEO of Gold Standard. Thank you both for joining me. I want to start by talking about why small businesses should be thinking about this. Um, John, I'll come to you first. Small businesses are are busy with the day to day, they've been through a prolonged period of uncertainty. Yet, despite that, are we seeing increased awareness um, and desire among small businesses to offset their carbon? What's the demand like among small businesses?
0: Um so it, it's a bit of a mixed bag. The uh as you say, the, the pressures of COVID and uh rising um cost of inflation um are impacting businesses significantly, especially when it comes to their workforce. So you may think that the um you know having a focus on, on carbon emissions and, and reaching sort of net zero is not top of their priority. But um, you know, what I'm quite heartened to see is when we're out there speaking to businesses, just how many companies Really, do have a desire to to make an impact and, and make a change. Um, and you know, I, I guess COVID's made people think uh, a lot differently about many things. It's a bit of a chance of a reset, um, you know. And so, fortunately, it doesn't seem like the urgency's gone away. Um, and if you think about fifty uh, percent of all UK business um, carbon emissions comes from small businesses, um, so defined as companies with fewer than t- two hundred forty-nine employees. Um, which is around about thirty-four percent of the overall UK carbon emissions, um, and so you know it's, we we need to tap into the small business community in order to achieve our net zero targets. <clears throat> so um, I don't think enough's being done by by the government to incentivize small businesses to uh, engage with the voluntary carbon market and buy carbon credits. Um, but there's certainly demand from the small businesses themselves, which is which is pretty reassuring and heartwarming. There was a, a survey completed by BT um, and Small Business uh, Britain, um, and they found that although ninety nine percent of small firms recognise the importance of sustainability, only three quarters of them, so seventy seven percent, sorry, three quarters of seventy seven percent, didn't know how to measure their carbon emissions and said they needed support, um, which is a crazy number. So uh, you know that's part of part of uh, our job. I think is to help educate SME audiences as to. Um, how they can um, reduce their, you know, um, offset their carbon emissions, um, and it's also our job to make it incredibly easy for them. So that's one of the kind of raison d'etre of of uh, of just carbon is to make the market more accessible to to more people, um, and especially to small businesses.
1: Okay, so there's um, growing awareness around the issue amongst small businesses, but Adrian, I'll bring you in. What 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 are the reasons small businesses should look to to offset their carbon and is it likely to become increasingly important for them as they come under increasing pressure from the firms they supply and consumers and so on?
2: Mm. Yeah, well, I mean that—that that in a sense is is the reason that that um, small businesses should be looking at this issue. Um, there's an increasing uh, so sort of groundswell of engagement from from corporates, from the financial sector, and from regulators around uh, carbon emissions, um, and so. Uh, in each of those cases, the, the, the fundamental uh, issue is driving towards carbon accounting for companies of all sizes, so understanding what your carbon footprint is, uh, and then uh, addressing it, so putting in measures to reduce it, and then to address the unavoidable balance. Um, so, I mean, I'll start with just take each in turn. Um, large corporates now are having to report uh, on climate risk and on their, um, their transition strategies, um, a large part of their footprint is often part of their supply chain so they are pushing, pushing down requirements to uh, their suppliers, often small businesses to to provide measurement and to um, uh, to then to, sh- to show themselves what they're what they're doing about climate and as a small business it's really quite hard often unless you're a manufacturer um, your footprint will often be your energy bill. Uh, and so, a combination of your, you know, electricity and your gas bill, um, that makes it quite easy to calculate, um, but it makes it quite hard to do much about it, uh, unless you're, you know, you know, once you've once you've done. The obvious energy efficiency type uh, activities, and therefore offsetting the balance is a way of showing the, your you under, you understand what that footprint is and that you're taking measures to compensate for that. Um, so that's part of it in terms of addressing uh, procurement for as part of a supply chain of a larger company. Um, banks uh, are increasingly making commitments for net zero. And the way that they are implementing that is to look across their lending portfolio and and calculate the emissions associated with that. So increasingly, they are requiring their clients to do the same as as the corporates, to really look at what their footprint is um, and take steps to address it. And then finally, regulators are starting with the largest companies. So um, there was an announcement this week uh, around the creation of a, a Transition task force, uh, but that's going to set rules for how companies define um, their transition plans. That is how they're going to move to a net zero um, uh, processes going forward, and. That whilst that's aimed at the largest companies that list on the stock market to begin with, the Financial Conduct Authority has been very clear that it's going to extend that um, uh, through the powers it has, particularly through its regulation of, of um, the financial sector to, to push that through the economy. So it really, it's in the interest of companies to get ahead of that. Uh, and take advantage of the of the positioning it offers them. So to to calculate their footprint, and there are a range of calculators, particularly if you focus on the in, on your sort of really the, the direct footprint around your energy usage, um, and then to offset the balance.
1: Yeah, John, anything to add on on, on why this should matter to small businesses?
0: Yeah, so um, I, I guess I want to talk a bit about the the future and, and why companies should act now rather than procrastinate too much. And um, you know, there, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that the price of carbon credits is predicted to go up. Um, look at uh, Mark Carney's task for task force for scaling the voluntary carbon markets, and uh, you know he's saying that the, the price of a tonne of carbon um, uh, for a carbon credit needs to come up to one hundred and twenty dollars. Um, around about uh, twenty five to, to thirty seven dollars. You know that's what we're currently selling JCRs uh, for. Um, Our just carbon removal token um, is where it is now. So so that price is. Likely to increase, and I think everyone sort of commonly uh, agrees that they will do. So, um, if you procrastinate too much, then then obviously the cost is going to get higher. Versus actually, if you look at your emissions now, it may well be worth you sort of hedging for the next few years to to save yourself money. Um, and the second reason is is much more. Um, we're kind of facing this paradigm shift of the conscientious consumer. Now, if you think uh, conscientious consumerism is a relatively uh, new movement, certainly for. Um, Uh, you know, being a sort of mainstream movement rather than a fringe movement. Um, But if you fast forward five years into the future, you know, conscientious consumers will be the norm um, and they will actively look for um, bad businesses and bad business practices to make a conscious decision to not purchase from them. So um, you need to start that process now of thinking about um, how you can protect yourself against this future. And one of the best ways of doing this is obviously um, thinking about your your net zero strategy and, and your carbon impacts.
1: Yeah, and Adrian, you know how exactly does carbon offsetting work? I'm sure a lot of our audience have heard of it, but not 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 all of them will be clear on exactly how carbon offsetting works.
2: Sure. Um, essentially, uh, the way that the, this mechanism works, it was developed all um, 20 years ago under what was the Kyoto Protocol. Some maybe rem- remember that in the dim and distant past. But essentially, it's the the concept that you, once you have um, reduced uh, your emissions to a certain degree, it becomes increasingly costly to do that. And yet, actually, in terms of global warming, it doesn't really matter where you reduce emissions in the world. So if somebody else can do that more cheaply, um, it makes sense to outsource that process to them once you've got to a certain point within your your process. in order to do that, um, there needs to be a process that you're you're measuring things that wouldn't otherwise have happened. So if somebody would be reducing their emissions anyway, um, you can't take credit for that. But if you are funding a project that otherwise wouldn't take place, and, and nature-based projects, which is what we focus on at Just Carbon, are, are a good example of that, where there's no revenue stream to, to keeping a forest standing, um, but it plays an incredibly important role in sequestering carbon from the atmosphere. Um, so if you can support a project that protects that forest and provides a revenue stream to it to make that possible um, then you can account for the carbon that's being sequestered and you can use that to offset your own footprint so fundamentally it's about funding activities around the world that wouldn't otherwise take place that reduce emissions um, in the atmosphere Um, and there's a Complex process around that. I used to run the Gold Standard, which is a certification body which sets the rules and the accounting frameworks for that. Um, and and, and every emission reduction is is certified uh, independently to have taken place. So there's a lot of rigor around the accounting process. Um, and then uh, and those and those offset buyers are effectively t- claiming title to the emission reduction that they they, they funded.
1: Okay, so John, look, you know Adrian mentioned there that there's there's a process. How long does this take what are the practicalities for for small businesses
0: um so well look at look a small business can buy uh, a carbon credit uh, relatively instantaneously it's just they they don't know in, in my experience where to look to buy in the first place it's not a simple thing of of even just googling buy carbon credit or buy carbon offset <clears throat> you know there's 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 a plethora of choice and, and there's a uh, extreme spectrum of quality when it comes to carbon credits um and so, the average small business would probably find themselves um, googling, you know, where do I offset my carbon emissions, and finding themselves at either a calculator or a um, non-accredited uh, carbon um, carbon scheme, such as a tree planting project. Um, so there's various things that, that that will plant trees for you, and so you buy a an unmeasured. Uh, carbon reduction by planting a tree, so it makes you feel good. But you know, it's, to a certain degree, it's greenwashing because you've got no real sense of how much carbon has actually been removed, or whether there's any direct correlation between the uh, carbon you've emitted and, and the carbon you've removed by by paying for the tree to be planted. Um, so, so my recommendation is for a small business to go and start with a calculator to work out what your scope uh, one, two, and ideally three emissions are. So. So scope three is um, anything to do with your supply chain or your customer base. Scope one and two are, are emissions directly related to your activities. Um, so you need to start at some stage with a with a calculator. You can go on to the um, to the uh, Just Carbon website. We've got some calculators that we recommend. Um, Carbon Trust has also got a really good uh, SME calculator. So, so start there and work out how much you emit. Um, and then search the market to decide what you think is uh, the best solution for offsetting. setting. Um, now, this is one of the reasons why Just Carbon needs to exist is that it's actually quite hard for the small market, a small business market, to engage with the carbon credit market. <laughs> Typically, um, deals that are that are designed for large corporates. There, there there are brokers that act as intermediaries between the project developers and the um, the customers. Um, and they generally tend to do a large volume because they tend to work on, on on commissions or um or margins on on, on the cost of the carbon credit. <clears throat> and so, what just carbon allows is for you to uh, once you've done your calculation, is to buy with relative ease. It's it's um uh, for non blockchain blockchain um uh, experienced people, uh, it's it's probably quite complicated. Um, when you first look at it but actually we're simplifying the user journey over time um but yeah just visiting justcarbon.com um and navigating to to um uh, the section that says buy and retire or buy an offset um you can buy instantly however many jcrs you need to buy so carbon credits you need to buy and it will immediately retire them for them um, both from the blockchain and from the Carbon credit registries. So, we've incredibly simplified the process. If you want to go a step further and start to sort of hedge future years um, carbon emissions, you can do so. And uh, the process for doing that is to um, work with one of the third party exchanges that we partnered with. And you go onto their platform, create an account, um, and uh, you buy JCRs from the market. It's a liquid market, um, meaning there are always buyers and sellers on either side. Um, some of them are speculators, some of them are. Um, uh, project developers directly um some of them are liquidity providers who bought carbon credits to put on their um uh to to sell um you know to uh, any any sort of given time um and uh, we're also uh using a technology partner called Chintai um that will make that side of things even simpler because you'll be able to go onto their platform um create an account which automatically creates your a a, a wallet that allows you to buy JCRs and retire them whenever you so wish, or sell them on if you decide that you wanted to buy five years', years worth of predicted um, uh, carbon credits, um, offsets, and you know through activities that have reduced your emissions, which we obviously encourage, realise you didn't need as many as you, as you bought for those five years, you can then also sell them back to the market. So we're trying to create a really a simple solution for, for SMEs that hasn't really existed until now.
1: Great. And, you yeah, know, we talked a little bit around calculators there and we talked around some of the things that, that, that are carbon intensive for small businesses like energy use and things like that. But Adrian, you know, some, some, some small businesses probably aren't sure whether they even are carbon intensive or not. And I'm assuming that some sectors um, are, are, are bigger users than, than than others. What's a what's a good place to start to see if you're if you're carbon intensive and and if you should be offsetting?
2: I think the first point I make is that um, actually all businesses, whatever size, you know, have a carbon footprint and should be thinking about how they manage it. Um, it actually, in some cases, if you've got a smaller carbon footprint, it's much easier to show you're taking action on climate because you can uh, simply uh, use your energy bill. Uh, a simple calculator and, and come up with a, a relatively small tonnage and, and offset the balance. Um, the for larger organisations, particularly SMEs that are manufacturing, um, they would typically be those that have or, or are involved in um, IT services where there is a you know a large use of data centres. For example, those types of organisations are much more likely to be sort of much more energy intensive. Um, again, however, it's a function of of you know in simplistic terms of your energy consumption. Um, and so the place to start for any business is really looking at your electricity bill, your gas bill, um, and then thinking about things like your—if uh, you have a, um, staff that have um, company cars—where um, you know the, the emissions associated with their activities. And again, there are very simplified calculators that allow you to do that. Um, and then, you know, as John mentioned, scope three is where you start looking at the impact of your, in, your, in your supply chain or in terms of the use of the products that you produce. Now, that gets much more complicated. Um, the reality is that right now dealing with the first two scopes is, is the, should be the priority because they're easy to address. And, and therefore, when uh, corporates or, or financiers are looking to see if you're taking action, you know, that's an obvious place to, to see that you've got going. Um, there'll be much more understanding of, of having of, of a more complex supply chain and, and how to calculate that. Um, but I think those are, the, those are the sort of starting points. And then really it's about thinking about how you're going to reduce that footprint first. Now, an obvious area is many companies are moving to electric car fleets. Um, they're buying green energy. And so you can address some of those, um, uh, those reduction requirements um, easily and efficiently. Uh, by buying the right sort of tariffs so thinking about where you can reduce energy and you can engage your staff in that process and often that's quite interesting you know companies um, people who work for any size of company are often keen to know that they're part of the solution not part of the problem and so engaging staff can be quite an effective use of uh, a kind of way to to kind of build um uh, um Sort of loyalty within the business, um, and and see that they're they're playing a part in in managing the company for the longer term. Um, but engage them in that process. Come up with ideas for reducing. And once you've put, implemented what you can, the residual footprint is what you should be looking to address. And so that's then saying that when you, that's a, s- a simple function of, of the sort of tons that you've reduced, the tons that you're uh, reducing and, and what's left over. And really, then that's when a platform like Just Carbon becomes much more sensible because you can simply go there procure those, retire them straight away, and report that um, into your um, uh, sustainability reports or on your website, et cetera, and disclose the process that you've undertaken.
1: Okay, brilliant. And, and look, cost is always important to small businesses, not least as they stare down rising costs of doing business in an ongoing period of uncertainty. What are the cost implications of this, John?
0: So, often businesses are quite surprised to to discover the cost. Um and and I guess there's also um it's worth noting that that the cost varies quite dramatically if you just focus on scope one and scope two or whether you also decide to to include scope three um the the difference between the the two really is um including scope three is 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 much more um you know honest and and uh, you normally need to engage an agency to support with that process because, as as, as Adrian said, it's quite complex and and a, a far sort of higher degree of of um, accounting and, and looking back through um, you know communicating with your customers and finding out uh, uh, you know what their engagement with you is and your suppliers and so on and so forth. So it just takes time. Um, but uh, even when you're factoring scope scope three, a lot of times companies are quite surprised um, at the cost. Um, so I'll take an example. Um, uh, There's a coffee roaster, for example. Um, Their scope one and scope two emissions. Um, uh, This is just a case study of an example you can find on the small99.co.uk website. Um, They took some uh, uh, data supplied by C3, um, where they supply a number of different cases of different types of businesses. Um, And one of these being a coffee roaster, they roast about 15 tons of coffee per year um their scope one and two emissions uh, would only be about sort of seven or eight tons. When they factor in scope three, then it goes up to thirty-one. So for them to um, you know, if, if they're buying uh just carbon removal tokens to, to offset that at $37 a ton, that's only costing them £917 pounds a year um in order to go carbon neutral. Uh so um, you know, and then you've got a you've got a, a jewelry retailer that has two retail shops. Physical retail shops, which uh, you know, the built environment obviously has quite high high emissions, um, and also people travelling there. So you know, part of your scope through is also thinking about how your customers actually come to visit you or travel to you. Um, and their their uh, carbon footprint is still only sixty one tons. So you know, for about seventeen hundred dollars, uh, seventeen hundred pounds, sorry, they'd be able to, to go carbon neutral, which they can quite easily factor into the cost of uh, you know into their margins, pass the cost on to their customers, but um, you know, you may think it's not that important now, but if you look forward into the future when it's potentially $100, $120 per tonne, then obviously that cost does go up quite quite significantly. Um, and the way you reduce that cost in the future is either hedging now by by buying, uh, in, you know, in advance, um, buying your, your, your future needs, um, or you reduce your emissions. And obviously we encourage uh, people to to do both really i mean the good thing about hedging your uh future future requirements or indeed um scrubbing past emissions um both of them get money back to project developers sooner so it also initiates further cli- climate action sooner um and gets more money back into the project developers who, who typically then reinvest any money that they get back into further climate action um so yeah there's there's good 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 reasons all around really to um to move faster and not procrastinate too much um, and also you might be pleasantly surprised at the costs um in terms of getting an agency to support you with identifying your scope through emissions it's hard to do that via a calculator so, so typically um typically that's done through someone coming in and supporting you um, those costs can vary wildly i mean we I know some people that are paid as little as six hundred I know uh, six hundred pounds I know some people still small businesses that are paid um, you know more like ten thousand pounds so that 's sort of the ballpark you 're working with for a small business, um, but it really can vary and, and just do your homework really on the different types of
2: agencies you can work with. I just add in there that, you know th- this um The Carbon Trust has been really helpful for small businesses, and and there are resources from companies like Sage who are are looking into this and have sort of whole climate resource sections on thinking around um, disclosure uh, and around measurement. So there there are plenty of resources that small businesses can find on these issues. The other thing I'd say, of course, is is there's there's two issues. One is, um, you know, once you start measuring then you start managing. So by actually undertaking a measurement of a sort of footprinting of your organization, you see where there is cost. And, and carbon is simply a function, as I mentioned several times, of an energy bill. Well, ultimately, if you reduce, you're going to reduce your energy bill. So compensating for the balance is, is actually, you know, can, can to some degree pay for itself. Um, and then the other thing is thinking about how you build this into your business model. So actually making virtue of this in terms of the way that you engage with your customers. Um, uh, and uh, i give you an example of a, a ferry company uh, in Australia that that started to provide an, uh, a, a service that was a, a ticket that built into it an offset. So passengers could choose to buy their weekly ticket um, in this, a normal weekly ticket, or they could buy a slightly more expensive ticket that included an offset. So actually the, the, the in this case the company was passing on that cost to to clients through a more expensive ticket. Now what's really interesting about that is that they made the standard ticket red and the offset ticket green. And within a very short space of time, most customers were buying the green ticket. And you know, there's the sort of visible signal of the action that they were able to take simply by buying a, a slightly more expensive but but carbon neutral journey, um, made uh, you know a, a huge difference in terms of the way that they went about their daily commute. And in terms of the the, um, the kind of brand uh, of the ferry company in terms of providing that too. So I think there are smart ways of thinking about how you build this into your business and into your marketing and communication activity as well.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. And John, just finally, where else can small businesses find more information about how to get going on this?
0: Uh, so visit the Just Carbon website www.justcarbon.com you can get uh, plenty of information there Um, i'd also recommend you you follow us on facebook and instagram we we give lots of uh, tips and advice about reducing carbon emissions uh, market stats um, the various things that you'll you'll find
1: useful as a small business owner Brilliant, John and Adrian. Thanks so much uh, for sharing those insights on an area that I think uh, a lot of small businesses are hearing about, but perhaps not yet active on. Um, it's really interesting. Thanks very much for your time. Um, thank you also to our audience for listening. While I have your attention, I would just like to remind you that you can subscribe to the First Voice podcast to receive regular updates and guidance on the big issues affecting small businesses. And do please also remember that you. Can can find a whole host of additional webinars podcasts and other content on the first voice website at firstvoice.fsb.org.uk many thanks
0: this episode is sponsored by just carbon just carbon simplifies offsetting carbon emissions And supports high quality carbon removal projects to combat climate change. To find out more, visit www.justcarbon.com.